Morning Show. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. A uh, beautiful morning, 62 degrees in Jackson. Today should be mostly sunny with a high of 75. Uh, very pleasant conditions, lower humidities. Uh, we should have a crisp day for September. Yeah, After a series of storms moved through Michigan last night, knocking out power to 75,000 consumers energy customers and 75,000 DTE energy customers. And they've made significant progress overnight. Another weird storm in the uh, late afternoon. Mm -hmm. I've been uh, struggling with this constant rain because I have to take all of our outdoor furniture cushions in. Oh dear. And it seems like every other day I've been doing that. Well, since you haven't been able to be outdoors much this summer because of mosquitoes, why don't you just keep them in the house and then just take them out when you're gonna use them? Because that fills up the house and oh. then the house looks poor. Well, since you cleaned your garage, maybe you could use your garage. They're in the garage, but then we like to have them out in case it's nice. We have about uh, 800, 760 customers in Jackson County still without power. Uh, Mid-Michigan got hit worse. Uh, Kalamazoo, uh, Battle Creek areas as well. Uh, several thousand Calhoun and Kalamazoo County customers without power this morning. But Consumers Energy says they've uh, restored uh, about 30,000 out of that uh, nearly 80,000 uh, who were knocked out of power. We got strong winds in Jackson County. Uh, 38 mile an hour wind gusts recorded at Reynolds Field at about eight o'clock last night when the worst of the storms moved through. But consumers said they got some, some uh, winds in excess of 60 miles an hour elsewhere. Yeah, you'll see in the uh, Extreme Dodge scoreboard later, we had some games uh, kind of get canceled, get called. Um, we had a little rough incident at my house yesterday afternoon. My dog Chip was stung by, we think a bee. Oh no. And um, there's, this is Chip. So I get home and he's laying in my bed sideways and Stephanie has an ice pack on his hip. <laughs> and he's laying there like he's dead. We almost took him to IEP urgent care. Um, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was a tough night at home. Well, that's, for is Chip. he okay now? He's, he's all right now. He's all right now. We just offered him dinner and uh, he ended up being fine. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was a scary moment at our house. Well, you do realize IEP urgent care is not for dogs. I do realize that. Uh, turns out it could be for bank robbers though, right? Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I don't know if anyone saw the, uh, the latest bank robber had an IEP mask on. That was interesting. That was, that was odd. But I bet they've already caught him. I'm sure they caught him. Uh, the storm's a result of, as I think we're all in agreement now, uh, climate change. And yesterday, President Biden said climate change poses an existential threat to our lives and our economy and an editorial from more than 200 scientific journals called Rising Temperatures, the World's Greatest Public Health Threat. So it's not the pandemic, it's climate change. Yeah, well, I mean, if this summer's any indication, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, agree with that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, I don't think we watched this show when I was younger, but this has kind of taken the, this has stopped the internet. Steve from Blue's Clues, mm -hmm. he has surfaced. He's back? He's back, and he put out a video explaining where he has been, um, and it turns out he just went to college. So he just disappeared from the show randomly, and uh, people thought there were a lot of things that happened. People thought he was in jail. People mm -hmm. thought he got married. People thought, you know, really, really bad things. Turns out he just got on a bus and went to college. 
You're kidding. No, I'm not kidding. Is he back on Blue's Clues? Uh, no. No. No, but uh, Nick Jr. released a video of him yesterday, and it already had over 5 million views, and he was just telling his uh, fans where he was. We did not have that show growing up. I believe it was on a cable subscription package. Mm -hmm. um, so I really have never seen the show. Oh, come on. You've seen Blue's mm -mm. Clues. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Never have. Here's a show you will not see again, um, The Office Diversity Day or uh, Puerto Rico Day from Seinfeld. Comedy Central mm -hmm. is polling episodes that they are deeming no longer politically correct. They were never politically correct. They were never politically correct anyways. If you go back and watch some of those sitcoms, it, <laughs> you know, it, it's insane. But again, times were different and um, you know, it, it was just humor at the time mm -hmm. and now it's, it's not being taken as just humor. So. It's too bad Andrew Cuomo wasn't governor of New York back in the uh, 70s. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, pandemic is still here. In fact, in Jackson County, the health department reporting 112 new cases yesterday over the holiday weekend. This is for uh, three days, but that's a pretty big increase, 112. Statewide uh, hospitalizations are rising slowly. Positivity rate remains at 10%, and the number of new cases statewide seems to be uh, plateauing. So some state officials are thinking that Michigan might have dodged a bullet with this new fourth wave that is affecting some states rather severely, like Florida, Mississippi, Louisiana, and Texas. Here's an interesting um, well, a tragedy out of Florida, these numbers. Um, Miami-Dade uh, Public Schools, they have had 13 employees die from COVID since August 16th. Three teachers, cafeteria workers, seven bus drivers, to name a few, all unvaccinated. Wow. I think I'm getting to the point where I would like to invite someone that doesn't believe in the vaccination on and have them talk to one of the doctors. I think that's what we need. I need to see this. I, I have to see it. Mike Shirky and Cortland Catan. Perfect. Let's do yeah. it. Because when I watch and listen to the doctors, the the knowledge gap between myself and those doctors, significant, wouldn't you say? You were, you're my father, you yeah. watched me attend school. <laughs> very large knowledge gap. Anyone who's not a doctor, there's a very large knowledge gap yeah. in what you know about uh, medicine and health yeah. compared to the doctors. That's so true. I think we need to get a little debate going. It doesn't have to be Mike Shirky, it can be anyone. There's so yeah. many people that yeah. don't, believe in the vaccine and I would just love to hear the argument against a uh, medical doctor. And you're right, I did watch you attend school. On uh, Monday... Scholar, athlete, athlete <laughs> student I was, that's right. <laughs> On Monday, um, about 50 Detroit healthcare workers filed a lawsuit against Henry Ford Health System claiming its upcoming vaccine mandate violates the 14th Amendment. Do you know what the 14th Amendment is? I don't know what it is. Uh, protection of personal autonomy and bodily integrity. Uh, this is the second major lawsuit. One already was filed in Texas and it was Are dismissed. these the same people that are eating at the hospital cafeteria? Because what are they putting in their body? That's right. God. Well, the pro athletes that are taking all these supplements and yeah. injecting all these things that don't want to put something in their body. It'll be interesting to, uh, to see what happens. Um, the uh, Henry Ford says, we remain confident that vaccination is the most powerful tool we all have against the vaccine or against the pandemic. And uh, the hospital's uh, vaccine requirement is due to take effect 
this Friday. Mm -hmm. uh, Dr. Patan said uh, virtually all doctors are vaccinated. Yeah, I, th I think he, you know, after that uh, initial pushback, um, you, you definitely had a lot of people uh, get vaccinated, mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. So, I, don't, I don't know. What do I know? I'm just a stupid person. I don't know <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm listening to the doctors, and, um, well, that's who I'm listening to. I go to the doctor when I'm sick, and I trust them at that point. Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know. I'm it's funny, they... Doctor, uh, I can't remember which doctor it was, said, maybe it was Dr. Catania was telling us off the air, when we have someone in the hospital, we've got all these tubes and everything <laughs> poking into them and feeding them all. Nobody ever asks, hey, what's that stuff you're putting no, in? You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, the care's good when, you're, when you need yeah. it to survive, but until then, you know, it's a, it's a joke. It's, it's crazy. I asked Dr. Katan how many of the people that are hospitalized that come in um, and then um, are diagnosed with COVID uh, and don't have the vaccine, how many of those people ask for the vaccine once they're there? And he said every <laughs> single one of them. Yeah. Hmm. How about that? Well, every I got to go on on the vaccine, like when I talk <laughs> about that. Let's get to the extreme dodge scoreboard. And we've got some... Uh, a lot of activity from last night. Let's get things started. Volleyball, Jackson Christian at Climax Scotts. Jeff, did you go to Climax Scotts last night? File photo. Oh, thank goodness. All right, Juliana McCombs had three kills, seven aces. Maddie Conrad, Caitlin Anderson each had three kills for the Royals. Blissfield took care of Columbia Central. Or no, I'm sorry, Blissfield at Columbia. Columbia won 3-1. They are 4-1 in the LCAA, and I believe they're state ranked. Uh, it was um, boys soccer, excuse me. Let's go over to boys soccer now. Michigan Center won, Manchester won. Nick Cosmet scored on a corner kick for the Cardinals. Uh, cards are 4-1-1. Weather ended this game at halftime after several lightning delays. You know, every time you see lightning, they put 30 back on the clock. It's our crew's worst nightmare. Grass Lake won Plymouth Christian 0. That game was suspended near the end of the first half. Grass Lake will take that, though, 1-0. And Jackson High uh, took care of Northwest, 1-0. Again, the match was called uh, 20 minutes into the first half with Jackson leading 1-0. So, you know, the games weren't finished, but... Um, do they, they count? They, cook, they, they count, yeah. They count. I, think, I think they do count, you know, so... Uh, girls golf over at the Grand. It was the Cascades Conference Jamboree. Michigan Center High School won with a four-man total of 188. Grass Lake was second, EJ third. Hanover fourth, Napoleon fifth. Michigan Center golfers Cameron Shannon shot a 40, and Ellie Treefry shot a 44. They went one and two. The Cardinals have won all Jamborees this season so far. How about the Michigan Center? lady golf program pretty Something good else. stuff yeah that's our extreme dodge scoreboard brought to you by our friends at extreme chrysler dodge jeep ram check uh i'll be out there next week at the oil change building next week so check that out and um if you're thinking about buying or selling think about our friends at extreme extreme dodge helping to bring high school football to you this season here on JTV. What are the games we have this week? Oh, we have some uh, great games. We are going to go live from uh, Northwest, I think, right? Are we, are we doing that, Noah? Live from Northwest. Ah. Noah is uh, 
NOAA is working with their athletic uh, department uh, trying to get schedules aligned so he can go test that internet out there. So thanks to Northwest for uh, uh, hosting us graciously as always. And uh, we'll also have Addison at Hanover Horton as our other game this week. And then of course we'll have highlights from all area sports scores, everything on the Extreme Dodge scoreboard, JTV.TV. Speaking of football, we were talking about the uh, Clemson-Georgia game yesterday. Yes, the most will. significant thing, did you see this? A fan in the stands. It was, it's the, it was the uh, Dukes oh. Mayo Classic. Yes. I love this. Yeah, this fan shoveled a huge tub of Dukes Mayo down his throat on the big <laughs> screen. I love that. And this we've seen things yeah. like this before but <laughs> apparently this was actually duke's mayo yes <laughs> and noah says it's the best mayo yeah ever. that was his first response yeah so yeah duke's mayo all over the football field mm -hmm. and uh look at that <laughs> that's disgusting they um i'll tell you what the best <laughs> ugh, oh that's God. giving me you know what that's giving me uh, uh, you have, you have i'm allergic to that <laughs> um <laughs> Duke's mayo, they make uh, uh, pimento cheese with it in the oh. south. Ooh, that's good stuff. We got to get some Duke's some. mayo up here. That Hellman's isn't cutting it. Dude, I still have that uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream taste with me. Yeah, that was that gross. Was awful. Did, did anyone want that? We had a few <laughs> entries. Um, apparently, we didn't sell it very well. That's okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's but for, uh, Thursday, we'll uh, choose a winner. If you'd like the uh, Kraft macaroni and cheese ice cream, uh, send us a note, viewer mail at jtv.tv. Uh, who's, who's here today? Today, we have a great show. We have Keisha Hamilton and Jackie Barber from the City of Jackson Racial Equity Commission. We're going to go out to the Eagle's Nest, talk to Blair and Jorge, and then we have Jan Gansel with us today. The morning show brought to you by the Pick Center, and it continues after this. Collins Brothers Floor Covering, because new carpet is like, ah, very nice. But commercials suck. Don't change the channel, change your carpet. Collins Brothers Downtown, excellent. Established in 1940. That's before the war sucker. If you're looking for a personalized car buying experience, then visit the team at Auto Merchants. Buy, sell, and trade without the backroom haggling. You'll work with one person start to finish. Put our 30 years of financing experience to work finding your next ride. Searching for medical supplies can be a challenging aspect of the healthcare system, but with help from Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies, you can set your worries aside. Our expert staff takes the time to give each of our customers the personal attention they deserve and are trained to find the right products for each individual. If you can't come to us, then let our delivery team come to you to help set up your supplies so you can get back to what really matters, living your life. Brown's Advanced Care Medical Supplies. Locally owned, locally operated, locally loved. Light gives us clarity. It illuminates possibilities, brightens our paths, and shines through our greatest gifts. At Spring Arbor University, we discover and grow our unique God-given gifts within our community of learners. And our mission is to bring the light of Christ into our communities, our families, and into everything we do. Spring Arbor University, let your light shine. Just imagine how long your retirement will be. 10 years, 
20 years, 30 years? Do you have enough saved? Can your retirement portfolio survive a stock market downturn? So many times I hear, I wish I would have talked to you sooner. I am Brian Smith with Summit Wealth Advisors, and I'm here to answer your questions. Good weather is here and the Grand River Farmer's Market is open in downtown Jackson. Shop fresh Michigan sourced food and quality products directly from local farmers and artisans every Friday and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Fresh fruits, vegetables, sweets, crafts, and so much more. Accepting cash, credit cards, EBT, and double up food bucks. Conveniently located at the corner of Mechanic and Pearl Streets along the Grand River. Joining us now on the morning show are two members of the City of Jackson Racial Equity Commission, Keisha Hamilton and Jacqueline Barber. Keisha, Jacqueline, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank, Thank you. you. Good morning. <laughs> Thank Good morning. you. And it's a, it's a new, fairly new commission. Yes. You're among the first two ever members of this uh, commission. Yes. Well, tell us a little bit about what the, what the commission's uh, mission is. Oh, I don't have our mission. Um, memorized we do have one written out and you know i don't have it memorized but the purpose of the mission is for us to um, review city policies um, uh, structures systems through a racial equity lens and then try to balance out um, those policy structures and systems so Are, that they, you know have there been some current policies or maybe hiring policies in place that you guys have taken a look at and made some improvements on you know what like he said we are so new mm -hmm. <laughs> that we yeah. spent some time jackie just joined us Yes, um, I was just, it August? August, I yes, August. I attended so we, my second meeting yesterday. Yes, <laughs> well with that though, um, so we've done a lot of work around, you know, our um, strategic plan and, you know, our SWOT analysis, um, and then just kind of getting a vision of what we actually want to do, um, as opposed to actually digging into the actual policies, which we started yesterday. yesterday. <laughs> I've done yesterday. a SWOT analysis and that's a lot of work. Yes. Talk a little bit about what, um, what you hope to uh, get out of this program. Well, I, as I say, I'm new to this, to this program and I know there's a, a lot of concerns about race and understanding the mm -hmm. race. I just want everyone to just really understand what race and equity inequities are. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of what we're doing here in our community is uh, out, of, out of the George Floyd uh, yes. murder mm -hmm. and a lot of the dis discussions we're having yeah. are, uh, I, I think, based, based on that. Yes. And it sounds like one of the first areas the city is, is uh, looking at is uh, the police department. Mm -hmm. Yes. And does the, your commission also, are you going to be looking at uh, policing in Jackson? Definitely. Race and um, polices, police, policing are so intertwined that that'll mm -hmm. definitely be an area that we'll be addressing. Um, they, they are considering, I think, a police commission, Citizens Police Commission, yes. which is separate from us. But um, yes, we'll definitely be addressing it because race um, it is just intertwined with mass incarceration. And, and you all can bridge the gap a yes. lot with the communication between the, the city officials, the police department, and the community. We're definitely hoping so, yes. Yeah. That's yep. great. Yeah. As members of Jackson's black community, uh, when you heard about the commission and then uh, were invited to be on it, what, what was your reaction? Was it that, oh my gosh, it's about time? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> definitely. I don't know, if you, um, you know how much um, you've looked into it, but uh, part of the creation of it, I was fortunate to um, be at the creation stage of it. 
myself and another uh, commissioner, the vice chair, Donita Bentley, um, we were um, able to work with the mayor and the then equity chief, who's now the chief equity officer, and then one of the city council members, Freddie Dancy, and you know, go through, comb through those policies and those uh, the, the ordinance before it became an ordinance. Um, so we were very, I was very excited mm -hmm. <laughs> about that, you know, to be able to make sure that it was, it would deliver what we wanted it to deliver once the city council, you know, hopefully approved it. And of course they unanimously did. You said yes right away. Have you seen, have you experienced, <laughs> have you seen examples where uh, we're not equal or there isn't equity? Yes, yes <laughs> definitely. I have. I want to ask you about, you know, the NFL has the Rooney rule, which a lot of people think is just a, you know, something to a appease um, people of color. Mm -hmm. And they're just, you know, interviewing, you know, you have to interview someone of, of color mm -hmm. and then make the hire. A lot of people think that's just like a, kind of like a dog and, and pony show. Yeah. Um, on our level here in Jackson, how, how do you plan on uh, making sure that it's more than just on the face, if mm -hmm. that makes sense. Thank you, that's a good question. So statistically, you know, we can um, measure, we can quantify change, you know what I mean? So if, so if, for example, you know, you come into an organization and it's, you know, everybody you see in that organization are all white people. Well, statistically, we can say, well, you need to change it so that there are other people in here. So that, mm -hmm. that surface level change at least is there. Well, then at the, you know, the, more, the, more, uh, the, the level underneath it, that's when we dig into the policies and the structures and we begin to look at things through a racial equity lens. And because a lot of it's qualitative, you know what I mean? It's not like, um, it's not like a, an easy fix or an easy, but because a lot of it is qualitative, it, there is a lot of work to getting to ensuring that it's actual and that it's not just a dog and pony show. Um, but a lot of that has to do with, you know, setting up your policies, setting up those structures so, and changing them so that they actually, you know, um, allow for racial equity. And, and, you know, we understand that equity is, you know, you got to give a person what they need to succeed. You got to give them, and a lot of times because different communities have been kept back or have not had what they receive, well, you gotta give them a little bit more. And so that's another part, a way you can ensure that you're actually getting more. And then you ask people, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Is it dog and pony? You know, are you, are yeah. you actually, right. are your needs actually being met? You know what I mean? Are you actually, do you actually feel like you're a part? Do you feel like you belong? Do you feel like you're included? They say, no, okay, we gotta go back to the Dante and we'll do something different because they can tell us what they need, you know? Yeah, definitely holding, holding people uh, accountable and, and really education too yeah. is, is it a large is. part you, of it. You need to educate yourself, mm -hmm. you know, and what you're doing so that you can, you know, share with uh, with others. Tell us uh, a little bit about your background in the community and kind of what you've done and <laughs> before this. So I'm a citizen here in the city of Jackson. I'm sorry, don't want to say citizen, but I've been here basically my whole life. Um, I have six children, five of them are born here. I moved to Georgia for about five years and came back. I grew up in JPS schools. Um, I was married here, divorced here. <laughs> like I said, I have five of my six children here. Um, the sixth one was just born in Georgia. Um, but um, I was a stay-at-home mom for a very long time, you know what I mean, for like 16 years. Came back and began working in the community. Um, I love to volunteer, I love giving back. Racial equity is something that just, and racial inequity is something that just really impacts my life as an African-American, mm -hmm. not only African-American, but also a woman, and then a single woman now, you know what sure. I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so um, when I came back to work and just saw a lot of the inequities, a lot of dog and pony shows going on, you know, just not feeling like I belong, I said, I gotta do something about this, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? And because I'm just a giver and a volunteer, I just love giving back and just figuring out ways to make the world better, you know, I said, okay, I see the issue is a lack of representation, a lack of inclusion 
exclusion, a lack of belonging of people who look like me, how do I fix that? And so I began to look and research and, and try to find ways. Now, again, as an African-American woman, I've been dealing with inequities my entire life from mm -hmm. the time I was, uh, you know, in, in, in elementary, when I could, you know, realize that, hey, look, there's something different. You know, why is she treating, why, you know, just not fully understanding what it was or why. Anyways, so it wasn't hard to make the connections and to get that extra knowledge to say, okay, these are why it is happening, and then this mm -hmm. is how you fix it. You know what I mean? So I do a lot of different things in the community. <laughs> you know. <laughs> how about uh, you, Jackie? Well, I'm a lifelong uh, member of Jackson, Michigan. I just recently, in June, uh, retired from Community Action Agency after 42 years, and I'm on a couple of other boards and just really enjoying my time as a, a retiree. And wow, 42 years, that's yeah, a long, years. That's, congratulations. Yeah, it is. So you've, yeah. you've had a chance to impact the community a lot yes, uh, yes. over the last, about, yes. last few decades. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, decades. I remember you were, you were telling me some of what you just said, were, uh, some of the reasons why you wanted to run for the Jackson mm -hmm. Public yes. Schools Board. Yes, yes. Yeah, so I'm a JPS board member as well. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that as well, like I mentioned when we were, when I was running, um, the, the, a lot of the things that I experienced while I was at JPS, my children who are now, I have two who have graduated, one who's a, you know, 11th grader right now, and then I have three other ones, <laughs> you know, yeah. who are coming through. They're dealing with a lot of the same things that I dealt with when I went to JPS. A lot of that feeling of not feeling like you belong, not feeling mm -hmm. included. And a lot of it, as Jackie mentioned, is a lot of a lack of education. People just don't, are not aware. We've never placed an emphasis on racial equity. We've never placed an em emphasis on understanding why it is and why it's happening. Mm -hmm. So that was definitely a big part of why I ran for um, JPS board. Thankfully, I won. You know, I'm thankful to the citizens of Jackson for uh, for uh, voting for me. But I also do uh, diverse minds consulting. So I consult with individuals. I you know uh, on racial equity. I have my own show on Wednesday nights on Facebook <laughs> where I talk about um, a meeting of diverse minds with Keisha Hamilton. That's on Facebook awesome. at six o'clock on Wednesdays. But where I talk about racial equity topics because it really matters. And I, and I feel like racial equity. It's the, it's, the, it's the foundation of so many things that we need. If we fixed it, so many other things would, would fall into place. JPS, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, one of the most diverse districts in the state. Yes, yep. But now again, by, by default, not because we correct. You know, choose, but by default, correct. we have the most diverse mm -hmm. community. Right. <laughs> you know, so, and the yeah. poor people go to the public school, you know, so <laughs> by default. Yeah. <laughs> The findings or whatever the commission ends up um, discovering and deciding then these can become actionable items that mm -hmm. you would take to the city council. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. What kind of timeline are, are you thinking uh, that Ooh. you'll have something for them? <laughs> this, we're on a we got a deadline on this Friday. We have a deadline at the end of October. October yeah. yeah, so we, we are, we're pushing. You know, mm -hmm. We've been pushing hard. <laughs> How many members of the um, commission are there? Are there seven? One, seven two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah. Do you need anything from the community, or is the community uh, open to uh, participate or get a hold of you all? Oh, yes, definitely. Now, the community was instrumental in getting this commission passed. They did a lot of uh, calling to the city council members, a lot of letter writing, a lot of emails. Um, we're going to need that same energy from the community. We're going to be um, going out here um, this next month and a half uh, mm -hmm. through, uh, through, I think, November. We'll be going out into the community on basically an information sharing and gathering campaign. We want them to know who we are, what we're doing, and then how they can help us and how we can serve them. Because again, when we're talking to people who have been um, you know, impacted by racial inequity, they oftentimes have the answer to their, their issues. And so we want to hear from them, what, 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 and how we, how, what can we do for you and how can we do that for you? So we're looking forward to that. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, latest uh, census, which was just released a couple weeks ago, shows uh, the city of Jackson has about a 20% 
uh, black population, uh, another 8% uh, uh, non-white, mm -hmm. and it's a population that's, that's growing, mm -hmm. and it sounds like um, you want the clout uh, of the population, <laughs> the growth, to, to grow as well. Oh yeah, yes, definitely. We definitely want, you know, um, our representation to grow in the city just like we're growing. You know what I mean? You should, mm -hmm. you should see us 20% everywhere. 20% black people in the city of Jackson, we should be 20% in every department, every organization, every, you know, at every level, there should be 20% of us in, in leadership and, you know, middle management and, you know, it should be 20% everywhere. <laughs> and just that much, you know, then of course the other, other races as well, you know. Right. Sounds like you had, as gr growing up and then as a young mother, um, a lot of uh, roadblocks, but a lot of strikes mm -hmm. against you being, being black, mm -hmm. being, being a uh, single mom yes. having six, six, six kids. children right. yeah <laughs> that's a lot yep it, it is. is yep it is it, it's you know we make it look easy i don't know how many children <laughs> we, have, you know? we make it look Two. easy you know we, we, we you know especially as african-american women we do what we have to do to, to make it happen but um it's not easy you know at all it's it's not it's not a a, a cakewalk at all but you know we do what we have to do and i fight for what i want you know mm -hmm. what i need and what my family needs and what i know my community needs that's great and i think we've been seeing um particularly in the last year uh more leaders uh, come from the uh, black community mm -hmm. in, in Jackson. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, that I think is really important because mm -hmm. I've asked people in the past, why, why not get involved? Mm -hmm. And people have said, it's too hard. Mm -hmm. It is. <laughs> it's incredibly yeah. difficult. I mean, you know, we, we're, we're, we're dealing with a system and, and not just, you know, it, you know, I like to say all the time too, that we don't, you know, us who were born today, those of us who are living today, we didn't create the systems that we are working up under. None of us did. We inherited them, you know what I mean? And, all of, and oftentimes because we haven't looked at what's actually going on and the impacts of how those things play out, we just don't know, you know what I mean? But then when we do know, because people have been committed to these systems and these systems are working for them, they're not willing to change, you know? And so, and then trying to work through that, there's a lot of, you know, historically speaking, the same, um, uh, the same issues play out when people try to fight and get things different. When, when, when black and brown individuals say, hey, look, I need more, I need different. Well, then white individuals who have been accustomed to and who are comfortable in their space and who it's working for, they're like, mm, one, I didn't know that. Okay, now I do know that too. Now I'm guilty, I feel guilty, which, you know, you shouldn't just, you know, just acknowledge that it's there and then do something about it. But then after that, they're like, but it's working for me and I don't want to change, you know? And then we're just saying, well, no, but we need you to because it's not working for us. And they're just like, no, because it's working for me. It's very hard, you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult. Getting you know. out of your comfort zone. Important yes. conversation to always uh, have. Yes. 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 Have you known people that have left the community because it hasn't been, they haven't felt that there was uh, equity oh, yes. in Jackson? Yes. Definitely, without yes. a doubt, without a doubt, without a doubt. I moved to Georgia, like I said, for about five, five years. And um, the difference, you know, when you get out of, outside of the city and you go and visit different places and you're living there, mm -hmm. you can recognize and see, okay, hold on, we are, we are much further behind than we need to be. We're not, I mean, we should have so much more, you know what I mean? We could have yeah. so much more and we're, and we're committed to that, you know. If someone wants to be involved, uh, even if it's just to sit in and uh, listen and observe when you have uh, meetings, is that? Yes. Yes. Our meetings are open. Yeah. Yeah, first Tuesday mm -hmm. of the month at four o'clock. Yes. On the second floor um, at City Hall. City Hall. Yep. We definitely next, invite when's them. When's the next meeting? September. I'm oh, sorry, this is October. Which one for you? Okay, October. Right. <laughs> It'll be on the uh, City of Jackson uh, website under yes. meetings and agendas. Yes. Thanks for the work you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you, you for having us. Of course. <laughs> Thank Good you. to see you both. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Keisha Hamilton and Jacqueline Barber from the City of Jackson Racial Equity Commission. Stay tuned. Uh, next, I think we're going to uh, the all-new Eagle's Nest. Mm -hmm. Stay tuned.
Hi, I'm Nate Vermeulen. Over this last year, we've realized just how important family and community can be. Our family would like to say thank you. We truly appreciate you. Vermeulen's is still here after 96 years because of the support of our amazing family, customers, and community. From all of us at Vermeulen Furniture, thank, thank you. you. Vermeulen Furniture for your way of living. I'm Chef Jake. Add some fresh food to your day with Chefin's Food Factory. We don't rehash tired old recipes, we create our own. Our award-winning chef makes delicious creations from scratch, like our meal zone. It's great food at a reasonable price with new specials every week. Stop in for takeout or we can cater your next event. No events too big, no events too small, we cook them all. Grab your next meal at Chefin's Food Factory, located inside Hometown Convenience, 1033 Cooper Street. Center for Family Health is excited to announce that our school health centers will be fully open and ready to serve this school year. With locations all over Jackson County, the centers make it easy for students and parents to access health care. It's like having a doctor's office in your child's school. Appointments and drop-in care are available. Call 517-748-5500 or visit centerforfamilyhealth.org for more information on how our school health centers can help you. The Center for Family Health has been opening the door to health care for all in Jackson County for more than 30 years. When you deliver thousands of meals each week to hungry families, you need a lot of help. From volunteers and donors to some very dedicated partners like Consumers Energy. Their shelter energy efficiency programs have saved thousands of dollars for shelters and food banks like Hidden Harvest. With the money we saved by upgrading our lighting, we delivered 34,000 additional meals. Someone once told me that every community needs a strong hospital, a strong college, and a strong bank. County National Bank is that bank. CMB provides outstanding personal banking services and is the bank of choice for several nonprofit organizations that serve our communities. It's an honor to be part of the growth of the communities we serve in Jackson, Hillsdale, Lenaway, Allen counties. And we're proud to help local businesses expand and succeed. CNB is banking that stays in the community. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Midwest Vehicle Group is a quality pre-owned auto dealership located in Michigan Center. Trusted source for cars, trucks, and SUVs, Midwest has managed to maintain a perfect five-star rating on Facebook with their customer first approach, which makes the car buying experience a unique blend of honesty and integrity. View our inventory online and remember, when a great deal is a must, call the car guy you can trust, Joey Bedall. Thanks to Joey and Midwest Vehicle Group for helping us bring you today's show. I had a chance to check out the new Eagle's Nest with owner Blair Huff and Blair's right-hand man, Jorge. Let's check it out. Eagles Nest Bar and Grill. I'm with owner Blair Huff and Blair's right-hand man, Jorge Roscoe. And I don't even recognize this place, Blair. Last time I was out here, I didn't know there you could set this many tables out here. This is phenomenal, man. 
Yeah, we've, we've, we've done quite a few changes, kind of give it to more of the lake life instead of that high-end casual, or not high-end casual, but high-end style life. So talk a little bit about some of the improvements you guys made because you really, I mean, a total 180 on this place. Yeah, we've changed the colors. We've changed the third bar out here and added kind of a tiki style bar instead of that old blue tarp they had before. We added a second bar inside the window room, which you'll see uh, once we're done chatting. And then we've added a bar rail on the back side. So, um, yeah, we've done a ton of stuff. So I don't think we have enough time to talk about it all, but you'll see it in the video. So there's plenty of uh, places to, you can come up, get a drink, plenty of, if you have to wait for a table, there's places to hang out. It's just a, it's just a great vibe out here. And uh, is there a better spot on the lake? I, I don't think there is. If there is, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> now, Jorge, you've been uh, working with Blair for a while, of course, uh, running Lucero's as well. Okay. Talk a little bit about uh, the menu over at this restaurant and, and how it's different than maybe what it was in the past. We kind of just tone it down a little bit to make it look like, you know, like Lakeside Bar and we got burgers, salads. I mean, the, what people wanted around here, really, you know, everybody was like, well, we said it was something easier. We can just get off the boat and go back in the boat. And that's basically what we did. We also have cocktails to go to so you can take back to the boat, beers, um, just change it up a lot. I mean, it's simple, super simple menu. It's very affordable, too. So. And the atmosphere just feels just feels fun. It feels comfortable. It feels casual. It, it just feels like a good place to be. Yeah, it is definitely. I mean, we have, we, we were on an hour way last weekend, I believe. And I mean, it just people are just coming all over the place and everybody wants to try it. And I think we're, I'm very happy with the staff here. So now Blair, the interior, you have a lot of uh, history type items, some old water skis, some old signs. Uh, talk a little bit about the interior decor and, and how you wanted to pay a little bit of homage to the uh, previous, previous spot and then previous uh, historical points on the lake. Yeah, we were lucky because when we first did this, we got a lot of uh, feedback from some of the local uh, Clark Lake people. And fortunately, a lot of these people donated skis, pictures, ropes, signs, all types of uh, Clark Lake stuff. So we really wanted to, when people come here, to get the feel of Clark Lake and being a different place than just, you know, what it used to be. So. Now talk a little bit about really this campus of what you guys do have here. I mean, you pull in and uh, there's a lot of options for you guys. I mean, you can buy a boat here. You can pull up and have a drink. You can just grab something at the store. You can take a beautiful view of the lake. I mean, it's you guys have a lot going on here. Yeah, we got a lot to offer. We also got three pontoon boats we run out to. So if you ever want to run a boat for the day, come here for dinner. You want to stay the night. We have condos. If you want to buy some merch, some gear, we have the party store. We sell a lot of hats, shirts, some really nice stuff. So, um, and then up at the marina part, we sell boats. We have South Bay's, Bentley's for the pontoons. We sell Centurion, which is a surf boat. Uh, we do inside, outside storage. So we, we can do it all. So. Do you ever get time to get on the boat or are you too busy running these restaurants? I do, I do make time a little bit on Mondays. That's when we go out. <laughs> we took a, a couple of our employees and we just go out there and have fun. Now that you guys are open and you see people pulling in, docking, and uh, enjoying your establishment, how does that make you feel? It's good. I think, I think it's good for all of you. It's good for George. It's good for our staff here and the whole Clark Lake. So we're really doing this to, you know, just for not just ourselves, but for the community. So, and for our staff. So. 
You've really invested in this area and it's clear that uh, the area has needed it and wanted it. Talk about the response that uh, you've got from, from a lot of the locals out here, Blair. Uh, the locals are happy. I think, they, um, I think they're understanding too. I know we've only been open up for around a month, going on a month, and this is a tough business. And I think everybody's being patient with us or for the most part. So uh, we're very fortunate on that. So. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to get out here. What's, uh, what's, what would you recommend? What's, what's, the, what's your favorite dish here? Uh, all the burgers are really, really good. Our tortellini is amazing. And we also have a, a cheeseburger salad that everybody loves. I mean, it's, it's one of our headers. Who comes up with uh, all the menu items? Somehow, somewhere, him and I did it. <laughs> so now you didn't grow up in the food industry at all, did you? I had, I, the only thing I learned about the food business is what was not to get into it. And uh, but fortunately with Lucero's, George jumped on with me, and he's taught me. I've learned so much stuff from him, and he puts his blood, sweat, and tears in it. So, you know, we're we're learning. We both are learning more every day. So I want to talk about this Tiki Hut. This thing is massive, and I know uh, you have this custom built. Talk a little bit about what we're looking at here. Yeah, we're lucky. Mark Miller and Todd Hastings were able to construct this for us. It's actually the same size as the old blue tarp that went over. Really? It just looks a lot bigger because it's, you know, it's got tiki all over it and it's more inviting. So it's definitely worth coming out here and sitting. And even the fall time, it's going to be beautiful to sit out here. So awesome. Well, we're looking forward to it. I want to congratulate you guys on opening and uh, all your success. And we look forward to uh, being out here and enjoying the fall out here at Eagle's Nest. Attention auto enthusiasts and casual cruising fans. The thrill is in the hunt. From the sleek curves of a candy red Stingray to the imposing frame of a jet black GTO. There's a surprise around every corner. Downtown car shows take place May through September on the fourth Friday of every month from 5.30 to 8 p.m. There's free fun for the whole family, including contests, giveaways, live music, and more. For more information, contact the Downtown Development Authority at 517-768-6410 or jacksondda.org. Jackson Public Schools, better than ever. District-wide building additions and improvements, 21st century learning furniture, added safety and security measures, and technology advancements for every classroom. All part of Jackson Public Schools' continued commitment to our students and our community. We are dedicated to providing our students the tools and environment to succeed. There is no better place for our students to learn than in person at Jackson Public Schools. Jackson Public Schools, bringing our community together to build a culture of academic excellence and workforce readiness. Go Vikings! When you open a Michigan-made checking account with True Community Credit Union, you can earn up to 2.25% APY each month based on the activities and relationships you have connected to your account. Open your Michigan-made checking account. Visit TrueCCU.com. Doing the most good, the Salvation Army is here to serve our community. Offering a number of services, the Salvation Army will provide emergency assistance support for residents of Jackson County without discrimination. It's the Red Shield Classic. For more information, call 782-7185, extension 117. Serving the Jackson area since 1885. Visit us online or on Facebook at Salvation Army Jackson. Yes, we know, pet insurance can be a bit confusing, but it doesn't have to be. The Personal Lines team at Walton, an independent auto owner's insurance agency, is here to help. We've flipped the script to provide the modern pet parent with clear choices and access to the latest technology. 
including an app that allows you to make claims, talk to a live vet 24-7, and even manage playdates. If you're interested in a quote, look up Walton, an independent auto owner's insurance agency at waltonpetinsurance.com. Walton Insurance Group, we're here. Welcome back to the morning show on JTV. Now with us from the Tunnels to Tower Foundation, Jan Gansel. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Obviously, it's uh, very timely. It's yeah. uh, 20th anniversary of 9/11. Um, we were just talking before the show. I've been watching some of the some of the new documentaries, especially about you know the firefighters, and just wanted to get. Um, kind of your take a little bit 20 years later, obviously as a firefighter, someone in New York, someone who lost uh, brothers in that attack. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, it's uh, kind of a surreal day. You know, it's hard to imagine that it's been 20 years already, mm -hmm. but uh, every year you come back, you learn new stories, you learn new things. Um, I mean, just, just yesterday, I learned two more victims were, were identified finally for the family. Yeah. And it's, 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 just, it's just a surreal moment, yeah. Yeah, you're actually from New York yourself. I am. I am. I uh, high school graduated from uh, high school in New York, and uh, moved to other places since. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's home for me. It's yeah. it's truly is still home. Yeah. Yeah, and Jan is also with uh, Black and Leone Public Safety, mm -hmm. and you uh, brought the Tunnel to Towers uh, walk and run to Jackson a few years ago. Yeah. And that's been uh, really, I think, for the community, a great way to uh, honor those uh, who sacrificed on 9-11, but also to support uh, those of you who continue yeah. to do that every day. Yeah, we've, we've just had our fifth anniversary run here back in Maine. You guys have been a supporter of that, and we appreciate that, but the community has been tremendous for it. Uh, we've raised a lot of money. We've brought a lot of awareness. And, and the whole thing is, is we don't want people to forget. Right. We shouldn't forget this piece of history. And, and by doing these type of events, it's... Uh, it keeps the conversation alive. So know. we're going to light up the falls on September 11th. Yeah. So this, this year we decided to do something a little extra, being a 20th anniversary. Uh, we got partnered with the uh, Jackson County Parks Department. And uh, we're going to light up the falls on Saturday night, uh, red, white, and blue. Throw some patriotic music going in there, the lights flashing, and uh, give an opportunity for people to come out and just remember, honor, and, uh, and be part of something special. Uh, we'll invite firefighters, police officers, military, to come on out. Maybe we'll climb the stairs in honor of what happened 20 years ago. Um, it's just going to be a good community event, I think. It's amazing how much um, people have forgotten. Yeah. Uh, and I, like Andy, have been watching 9-11 um, documentaries this week. And it brings back a um, couple of things. One, it's just I can't imagine the, you know, the gravity of the situation at the time. Yeah but so much that I missed at the time because it was happening so fast and we just, it was, it wasn't, it, it was, I think it was impossible to comprehend yeah. what actually was happening. And a lot of it might've been blocked out or you've, you've forgotten, mm -hmm. but I'm seeing uh, video and I'm seeing stories, I'm seeing information I never knew right. 20 years ago. Still to this day, as, as you say, I mean, you watch video of it and people are looking at this as it's happening in real mm -hmm. time. And, it's, it's, it's like it's not even happening yeah. in front of them right then and there. And, and today we're still hearing those stories and hearing the different ones. You were yeah. talking about off air. There's stories like that all the time, all over the place. And uh, they need to be told. Yeah, one of the coolest stories, uh, well, I mean, after the both towers came down, only 18 people were able to be rescued after those towers came down. But um, firefighters that were trapped in a stairwell and um, just the emotional story of after the towers are coming down 
uh, hundreds of firefighters going to try and find their brothers in Absolutely. that stairwell, and they did. They, they were able to rescue eight uh, firemen and a civilian out of that stairwell, which is amazing. I mean, just the terror of being trapped in there. Um, it's just a, it's an unbelievable story. Unbelievable story, a miracle. I mean, you have 220 floors of concrete and steel come down, and they were able to, to get through there. And yeah. it's, it's just the good stuff. Yeah. 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 Firefighters with full gear going up, running up 90, 90 flights of stairs, yeah. knowing yeah. that they were running into an inferno. Very well, maybe never coming out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's yeah. amazing. And, and you know, at the time, a, a high rise in New York had never collapsed from fire. Correct. So, um, again, it was just like I think, it, like you said, it was like you don't believe what you're watching is right. real. What 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 is what is this? The gravity of it, like you said, yeah. the size, the it's just uh, it's it's just the largest tragedy that I can ever remember in my yeah. life, without a doubt. So um, it is important that we continue to honor. Absolutely, and you know, events like this where we can just talk about it and sit and, and enjoy, you know, we're we're looking forward to helping yeah. bring that to you. Yeah, it's, I, I think a lot of people wonder what's the best way to observe 9-11. Um, yeah, it's, you know, it's different for everybody. Uh, it really is. And sometimes it's sitting and, and reflect. Sometimes it's, uh, you know, as you said, people, I know people that on September 11th, they just watch all the coverage all day mm -hmm. long. And it's, that's what they do. Some people have parties. You know, it's, it's, it's different for everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, for us this year, we felt like it was appropriate to, you know, Show the patriot, show the patriotism, and kind of you know remember what happened on the 11th, but also remember what happened on September 12th and mm -hmm. 13th and 14th. Everybody came together, yeah. and and let's just be Americans, and that's that's what we're looking forward to this Saturday. Yeah, that's one thing President Bush did a great job of unifying the country, whether you like the politics or not, uh, going yeah. forward from from 9/11. Where were you, and what are your memories? So I was on a five-mile run up in. Uh, northern Michigan on a training run, um, just coming around and, and uh, we came back into the campus on, on the, uh, the College of, uh, uh, and the building was so very quiet because we had no idea what had happened. We were just out doing our stuff. Mm -hmm. And you could hear a pin drop in this building. And we spent, uh, nobody had any idea. And then we come back into our, our, our meeting hall and uh, the director come in and said, need to tell you what's going on and the rest of the day we just stood watching and you know jaws on our on our laps mm -hmm. not knowing what to do what could we do uh, half of us in our mind were planning trips to New York mm -hmm. to, to be what we could you know to do whatever we could and uh, I'll never forget because you know I, I looked at it and I had a friend that worked on the 86th floor um, what I found out later that afternoon is she went on maternity leave three days prior you know, otherwise she'd have been there. Uh -huh. A friend of mine that I grew, grew up with in high school, he worked for NYPD. He went, went to work for them right after high school for civil service exam. And uh, he had just gotten off duty that morning as well, was on his way home when it happened to get mm -hmm. called back. He pulled back into the city uh, minutes after the tower came down. Uh, just some of the personal connections there on the, on the almosts. Mm -hmm. And then every year I learn about new people I knew through high school that were uh, yeah. part of that tragedy. Yeah. Powerful. It's, it's something I will never forget. Yeah. And if, as long as I have the ability to help spread the word and make sure it isn't forgotten, I'm going to be doing it. And the Tunnel to Towers uh, Foundation started uh, in the memory of Stephen Siller. Yes. 
uh, and he was a firefighter. He was a firefighter, father of five, uh, one of nine siblings, orphaned at the age of nine, raised by his parents or by his brothers. And on September 11th, he as well got off duty that morning. I uh, was on his way home when the towers were hit. So he grabbed his gear, he drove back to Brooklyn, was stopped when the tunnels were, were closed due to security reasons, put his gear on and ran three and a half miles where he caught up. He was last seen entering the South Tower and uh, with his uh, squad and lost his life. So the family created this foundation mm -hmm. in his honor. True hero. Yes, absolutely. So this Saturday, uh, all are welcome to the Cascades as the Tunnel Towers Foundation presents Light Up the Falls to Never Forget, 8 to 11. Also, there's a Blue Mass at St. Mary's mm -hmm. um, at 5.30. That is for uh, all our first responders, police, fire, EMS, um, to be honored as we remember 9-11 and uh, never forget. Yeah. Jan, thanks for all that you do uh, for our community and for uh, all of those uh, who lost their lives on 9-11. Thank you. Thank you for Thank you. giving me the opportunity to help spread the word. Anytime. Yeah, appreciate it. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Thank you. Uh, Jan Gansel from the Tunnel to Towers Foundation and Blackman Leone Public Safety. More of the morning show after this. Come to the Downtown Jackson for Brightwall's 2021, September 16th through 18th. You can expect live mural painting, concerts, food trucks, dancing, magic, and even a Bright Paws dog-themed event. Pop-up Brightbox, art installations, a lip-sync battle, local artists painting competitions, and more. Don't miss it. Brightwallsjackson.com I go because they have the number one Coney Dogs in Michigan. I go because their breakfast is the best. I go because it's a Jackson icon. Everybody has a reason to visit Virginia Coney Island. We serve breakfast and Coney's all day. Come try our homemade sausage gravy and biscuits. And don't miss our $5 morning special, a hearty breakfast at a great price. Boy, that breakfast was amazing. It sure was. Experience a Jackson classic and have a meal at Virginia Coney Island. It's the best kept secret in town. The Pick Center is an independent practice that has provided care to the Jackson area for over 25 years. Doctors O'Neill and CAC supervise antibiotic infusions, as well as those for many other conditions, such as inflammatory bowel, joint and lung disease, anemia, and multiple sclerosis. Our modern facility is open seven days a week, and the infusion staff will make you feel right at home. Let your doctor know you have a choice where you receive your next infusion. Remember, when you've picked us, you've picked the best. I'm Amy Leanhart, owner of Allegra Printing of Jackson. We have grown from a quick print shop into a commercial printing company. Allegra Printing of Jackson better reflects our mission and our improved capabilities. Come see us at Allegra Printing of Jackson, 1232 Southwest Avenue.
Welcome back to the morning show. You know, I know you're a big Cinnamon Toast Crunch fan. The biggest. I don't think we're ever going to run out of Cinnamon Toast Crunch stories. Uh, there's a now Major League Baseball Cinnamon Toast Crunch mascot who was, I think, pretty <laughs> distracting. <laughs> uh, the Marlins and the Mets, um, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, sat behind home plate. Would that distract you as a pitcher? I would, I would think. Yep. <laughs> How'd that guy get in there? Uh, some of the uh, fans were annoyed that Cinnamon Toast Crunch got a better seat than they did. Mm -hmm. And I think he blocked a few fans' views. Yeah, I didn't know that that existed, but I like it. <laughs> and I'd like one. The mascot suit? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would, yeah. for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Also, while we're asking for things, is there anyone that knows out there how to fix a gas golf cart? If you do, please email me. I will pay you. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> Did you hear about the guy that faked uh, a hit and run uh, in Louisiana? This guy, he was at a gas station and uh, a Tesla backed up and he, he faked getting hit by, by the, the Tesla. Tesla. Yeah, but um, it turns out the Tesla had this backup camera. Ah, shoot. <laughs> showed the drama. He's got his ID out ready yeah, to go. Yeah, I'm ready to go. Oh my God, I don't know if I'll be, ever be able to walk again. And the driver comes back and says, get your foot off my car. <laughs> get your foot off my Tesla, sir. <laughs> but he called the police. They sent an ambulance. And this is in Louisiana after the hurricanes. Uh, so taking, uh, taking people off, off the important uh, He should have ran them over. Yeah. So This uh, is good. Yeah, he's, been, he's, just, he's been charged with falsifying ah! the police report. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> My foot stuck That's on the That's one bumper. of those, you know, and then two, two seconds later, there's a neck brace. <laughs> wow. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. That's, that was the end of that, but the guy got arrested. Hey, so. did you hear Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are expecting their second baby? No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? <laughs> That's great news. <laughs> That's all I got. Um, you know, did you have another video? Oh, uh, no. Another picture I wanted to show you. Um, I might have this is, too. Uh, I'm not sure what it was. Oh, a pothole. There's a banana tree, a pothole in Florida, and these people, they couldn't get the city to fill the pothole, so they planted a banana tree. They did a little boulevard. <laughs> yes. So they said, the good news is people slow down now so they don't hit the tree. And in the past, they'd go flying over the pothole. Mm -hmm. So it's protecting people from uh, damage to their cars. Yeah, that's something... Yeah. Uh, no one would do in his driveway. I can see that for sure. Um, I've been idea. looking into this drink that was supposed to come out that never came out. Uh, Pepsi Cafe. Have oh, you? Yeah. Is someone tell me where this is. I yeah, this was supposed to it. come out in January, hmm. and uh, I've been meaning to try it. Coke has one too. Yeah, you don't want that no. one. No. Nope. So no. I'm willing to give the Pepsi one a try. Well, so. if you didn't like the Coke one, I don't think you're going to like the Pepsi. Well, one. I might. I might because. Um, well, I can't really explain it. I've got a can of something like that in my refrigerator. Just, I, I can't eat. I, 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 no interest. Hey, did you hear Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott are expecting this? <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Time to uh, celebrate with a uh, McDonald's Travis Scott meal. That's right. That's too bad they don't have that anymore. Now it's just the Saweetie meal. That's it for today's show. Join us tomorrow morning. We'll have Shauna Tello, Julie Weisbrod, and the Chamber Connection with... Craig Hatch and guest. Coming up later today, Denise Preventure, Paul and Carol Buckles, Colleen Anderson, Stan Mazur, and Jenna Shemaleski. 
Hope you can join us this afternoon. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then. Hey, did you hear Kylie Jenner and Travis Scott? <laughs>